0: Hello and welcome to the All Things Horror podcast with me, Amazon best-selling horror author and horror fanatic, Rick Wood, where me and my guests discuss all things horror. Coming up on today's show...
1: What I can say is that 90% of cases are due to something completely explainable, but 10% aren't. Who it was, we don't know, but... It was very, very dark.
0: Welcome back to the All Things Horror podcast with me, Rick Wood. Without further ado, here is part two of my interview with Shaney Struthers.
1: There was no cut, there was nothing, there was never any explanation as to where that blood came from, so... All Mm. odd, isn't it? Do you
0: write uh, at night much then?
1: I write whenever I can. I mean, you know, I've got three children, a busy life.
0: Um, And I always find the best time to write horror is 1am when it's dark. Do you? No, I
1: never write that late. No, I'm usually conked out by that time. (laughs) No, I'm actually a morning person. So I would actually rather get up about 7 o'clock and write. Really? So, Yeah. I don't know many
0: writers who are morning people
1: yeah I'm a real morning person I like to sort of get about get my quota in Mm. I'm quite fast what's Um, your quota? at least 5,000 a day yeah and then I get out for the rest of the day and do something there's got to be some perks to being self-employed you know (laughs) so and I like to get out I love to make the most of the day I like the light yeah so
0: Um, an interesting question go back to talking about customer views I like to ask another author is What's the most ridiculous customer review you you've ever had?
1: Oh god, I can't I don't know. I've had some ridiculous ones. Have you like what?
0: I had one who on one of my books just wrote, I don't think I ever received this DVD. <laughs> um <laughs> yeah. I've had one where Um They wrote, There should have been a disclaimer that only priests can perform exorcisms.
1: Yeah. But oh, never mind God. the quality of the book, God. a technicality
0: that only priests perform exorcisms. Oh, for God's even sake. though that's explained as being sensitive.
1: Fiction but... can fiction can take oh, God, liberties. Yes.
0: yes, I know. Um, you yeah, what's your your most ridiculous one that you can think of? Oh think?
1: God, um, I can't think of any. I, um, I can't think of any ridiculous ones. Uh... <coughs> Oh, and I've had some bad ones.
0: What What do you do when you get a bad review? How do you? Do you, do you take it to heart? Do you?
1: Well, I used to. I used to. Think, oh my god! Um, you know. But then, the more you're in this industry, mm. the, the the tougher uh, well, you've you got get.
0: About 300 plus reviews on Psychic Service areas you got just
1: just that's on the Amazon UK. On four stars. That's that's yeah. enough to
0: tell you that it's it's good, yeah. it, isn't it? Yeah,
1: uh, that, that's it, and that's what you have got to do. You have got to look at the balance of reviews. Mm. If I had out of those 300 reviews, if 60, 70% of them were one, two, and three star, I think, oh, my yeah. God, that really was a rubbish book. Let's get on with the next one. But they're not. It's, it's a very small percentage. I have been attacked through Amazon reviews. and yeah. uh, I know some of them get very personal, don't they? Yeah. And Amazon I've... have, to their credit, removed them. Yeah because they are personal attacks and that's really nasty and leaves a bad taste in your mouth I and mean, I've
0: had people quoting parts of my books which I think is yeah. not 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 cool you can say you don't like somebody to quote parts of it I mean yeah. what yeah. were people doing kind of quoting yours or was it kind of even more personal than
1: that? no no it was a personal attack on me uh, basically I'm this and I'm that and my readers must be this and that too for reading my books okay. it was and it wasn't even a verified bloody purchase you know <laughs> It's like, um, but you get that. So yeah. Amazon do listen to that, to you regarding yeah. that, and they. But obviously, if it's a valid review and just someone doesn't like it, that's that's fine. Do you know? I've learned a lot from the poor reviews. Sometimes yeah. I've learned a lot. I'm thinking, right? Okay, that's that's annoyed you about my book. Uh, I'm going to take that on board for the next yeah. book. I have learned from these. I don't mind when they're constructive you know as a writer you are constantly learning you are constantly mm. learning your craft trying to get better etc it hurts
0: most when they're right doesn't it when the negative customer yeah.
1: is right yeah and, and you know not so much this haven't happen, hasn't happened with recent books but you know in the past I thought oh yeah you know that niggled me as well when mm. I was writing it and you've picked up on that so I know you're right mm. but no I'm happy to report that most uh, reviews are absolutely brilliant and I'm so grateful for anyone who does take the time to review because I never used it before I was an author. I didn't realise how well, yeah, important well, it was.
0: Have, who who reviews things? Only people with very extreme opinions yeah. will review something. Yeah. I've had, had another person say they deleted it off their Kindle in disgust.
1: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just imagine we're we go, delete. Yeah. Oh, disgust.
1: I know, I know. Oh, I'm disgusted. Disgusted of Brian. I mean, it's just a book. It's not. I know, I know. That, that's one thing, actually, with reviews. Sometimes the anger that comes through. Yeah. Like you say, it must be... And, you know, I think it's just a book. If you don't like it, don't read it to the bitter end, you know? So um, I don't understand that. I've read plenty of books, and if I don't consider them to be a three-star or above read, I don't review. Okay, so I don't review. Often, I don't finish I'm not yeah. one of these ones that thinks I've got to get through to the bitter end. You know, I'm not like that. I just think, well, no, it's not grabbing me. You haven't grabbed me by about five chapters in then you're not going to... Yeah. So I'm yeah. going on to the next one. But thanks, thanks anyway. But no. Yeah. But it's subjective and that's what we, we've we all got to remember. You know, one person loves you, another person hates you. When you put a, ba- a book out there, I often say, there it goes, to be savaged or adored. One mm. of the two, you know. And you've got to take that as as a writer... You have to take that. You've got to take it on the chin. You've got to move on.
0: I mean, some some are kind of deserved when someone doesn't properly edit their book or, or oh, yeah. proofread it. And yeah. in which case, they're ruining the indie industry and the need to...
1: I put a lot of efforts. I get them edited. Yeah. I get them, well, they, they go through uh, several beta readers first who pick up so much. Mm-hmm. Then they go for editing. And beta then... readers are the best, aren't they? Yeah. The beta they? readers yeah. are great. I mean, I never put a book out there without getting it, be, mm. you know, beta read. And then it goes through the editing process. And then I go through it. T- and by the time I've finished with this book, I detest every word because I, I know it all off by heart. And I've, I've, ha- I've had to sit there and read it over and over and over again. And I'm pretty good at catching stuff uh, now. And it's a polished product that goes out. And it should be. Yeah. And unfortunately, I'm reading a few books at the moment which aren't polished. And it, they should be. There is no excuse
0: Amazon have a thing, don't they, where where they will mark up if a book has mistakes in it? Yes. I want to to fix it, which I really like because yeah. I don't want to have to look, go through looking for errors on my books. It means yeah. they just tell me and I can fix it. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. it's a really good thing, yeah.
1: But no, you know, as indies, we, it's our duty to, you know, to produce a polished product yeah. that is on a par with those traditionally published. Uh, and actually, sometimes it exceeds, I think... Nowadays uh, with, with, with some authors mm. uh, and um, because believe me, I've read a lot of traditionally published books, especially from the small press that need, need an editor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good editing anyway. Um,
0: let's talk about psychic surveys a bit more then. so takes place in Brighton, which is your hometown where you've yes lived all, all your life. It, yeah. was it important to you to, to set it in Brighton?
1: Well, it's set between Brighton and Lewis, which is a town five miles away, Um, so it's set locally, obviously I know Lewis, I used to work in Lewis, I know Lewis as well as I know Brighton, Um, so yes, it's, I suppose I was adhering to the adage, write what you know about, so I wasn't going to set it somewhere I didn't know intimately, Mm. you know, um, hence the setting, plus it's a great setting, I, I love Brighton, I love Lewis, I love Sussex, and there's, and it's, you know, it's a hotbed of of, of uh, iniquity, really. You know? yeah. <laughs> Sussex,
0: yeah. <laughs> do you can reference to it, though, the, the pier and the arson yes. that happened to, on the pier, which yeah. I thought was a nice touch. Yeah. Um, though, though compared to, I don't know, if you take my book, that's a massive exorcism horror, lots of destroying demons, a devil, invading yeah. hell. Yeah. It's probably quite, for lack of a better way to put it, kind of team compared to yes. kind of big exorcism as well but yes. I suppose that's because you're trying to make it more realistic
1: and that's one thing that constantly comes through um in reviews and from reader feedback is that it's so real what you're writing about you make it seem so real it doesn't come across as fantasy but of course it's not fantasy for me it is real and that's what I try to that's my aim and sometimes I think that can be more frightening because it is real mm. and it can and it sounds real when you're you know it feels real when you're reading about it um, whereas the big exorcism stuff it does give you a bit of a thrill at the time yeah. but a little bit oh exorcisms aren't actually no um, well, I mean they're not they're not there's plenty about. deliverance now they call it isn't there there's plenty of deliverance yeah. going on I have I know a deliverance priest so I've done really? a, yeah and I've chatted to him on several occasions and he's told me some fascinating things Um so it you know
0: what kind of things do you tell me?
1: Well, I mean, I suppose they're they're, they're, they're sort of classified, but oh, basically, okay. uh, what I can say is that ninety percent of cases are due to something completely explainable, yeah. but ten percent aren't. You know. Interesting. So. I mean,
0: horror, horror for me I, when I when I read or watch horror, it's always better if it's something that could happen. If it goes in, yeah. really into the realms of unrealistic, that's when it starts being horrifying. So I yes, guess yeah. you do read your book thinking. Legitimately. Yeah, be.
1: It's very, it's almost very human. My, mm. my my take on it, you know, considering I'm doing the spirit world, it's actually a very human take on it. I think.
0: And you have a character who is haunting. What's the name of the place? The hall in the first oh,
1: one. Oh, the haunting of High Down Hall Yes, which yeah. was Cynthia
0: Hart I looked her up, on who's a, an actress from like thirties, forties, fifties. I looked her up on IMDb, and she doesn't exist. So is she is she actually based on anyone real? <laughs>
1: She's based on, um, well, the name is my grandmother's name, Cynthia Hart, which I think is a fabulous name, um, so it's nice to know that I've immortalised her in print. Um, the character who it's based on is, it was a cross between Vivian Lee and Marilyn Monroe, and it's based, Hold, High Down Hall is based on Laurence Olivier's and um, Vivian Lee's house in near Black Boy's. they had a house there and it was actually inherited by a friend of a friend of a friend and there was a very dark presence there that had to be exercised and um who it was we don't know but it was very very dark so uh that's what inspired
0: that's very very similar to the story
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what inspired the book. I knew this story. Did
0: you go visit there? Yes, yes. Were you there while this presence was there?
1: No, no. Unfortunately, it had all been dealt with and it's absolutely fine now. But the strange thing is I went to visit it after I'd written the book. And the way I'd, um, I'd, so I'd only ever heard the story. And the story um, was something that inspired the high down hall. And then a couple of years later, after the book came out, I said to my partner, I said, come on, let's go and have a look, let's find this um, place and, and go, go for a walk by it, which we did. And it was exactly as I described it, you know, in the book, and there's a little lake by it with a boat bobbing about and willow trees, and that was exactly like it was in real life. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, gosh, that's odd. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, but it's been a good book uh to me that one it's 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 done me well, and done yeah. me proud and uh, and I love that book. it was a book that started oh it's my favorite of my books really yeah. yeah
0: um, and you've got a new series coming up called the Haunted world
1: It's called uh this Haunted World, and it's Uh, Yeah, it's a new series. only got two books in it at the moment. The Venetian is the first one and the second one is the 11th floor. And it's a series of standalone books. um, uh, They'll all be set in around the world's most haunted places and they'll mix fact with fiction.
0: So you've you've spoken about how you've been kind of brought up with an understanding of the occult and alternative views of religion. yeah. Can you, can you tell us a bit more about that? What was the kind of... How, how were you brought up? Who who introduced this to you?
1: Um, my mum, very interested in the spiritual world, very interested in alternative religions. Uh, she was heavily into Wicca when she was younger and indeed was a high priestess in Wicca. Um, and she brought me up, I suppose, um, to sort of think outside of your normal bog-standard religions um, and to look and see where all religion comes from as well, because actually they all come from a very similar place. Uh, of you know the, the sort of the Virgin Birth wasn't new to Catholicism. Um, so she sort of brought me up like that, also with this love of nature and natural stuff and uh, the spirit world, and not to fear the spirit world. That it makes sense if we have a material world, why shouldn't we have a spiritual world? The two coexist side by side. Not to be, not for your knee jerk reaction to always be fear when talking about the spiritual world or ghosts or whatever, but more of an understanding.
0: That really comes across in the book as well. Yeah. That that's yeah. kind of belief. That that's it's the not...
1: entire angle. With the This Haunted World books, I can afford to go a little bit more horror, mm. edging towards horror. But with the Psychic Surveys book, no, that is the angle that they're written from. But of course, this is a world of balance. We've got, you know, where there is good, there is evil. Mm. Uh, Where there is construction, there is destruction. You know, you can go on and on like that. There is balance. So, of course, Ruby and the team, whilst forging uh, ahead with their vision, which is to help ground his souls and move them towards the light, of course they will encounter stuff that doesn't come from the light at all.
0: I'm always quite envious of people who kind of believe in life after death, I guess, just because yeah. I believe when we're dead, we're dead, and it's done, and it's a very miserable thing to believe, but I just can't believe anything else. And I'm always really jealous. See,
1: I can't believe that. So I'm
0: always really, really <laughs> jealous when someone doesn't believe that death is the end, and that,
1: yeah. that I think there's more. It's, there is nothing that you can say to me that will disprove that instinct or that, that dis, or that belief, because for me, it is instinctive, and it just makes the most perfect sense. That we have varied experiences.
0: Um, you've you've got some links with other dare I say horror authors. Is it yes. exclusively horror? Is it kind of a little bit broader more maybe paranormal?
1: Yeah, of? a little bit broader. So yeah.
0: the the story. Uh, I can't my own writing. Storyland story.
1: Press yes. is well actually. Um, no, it's broader. Uh, Storyland Press is a cooperative, Brighton cooperative of. Uh, at the moment, it's me and two other writers. Uh, veronica mcgivney who's multi-genre and Corinna edwards college who does have a quite a strong paranormal theme going through her books um we just um we're a support system basically we haven't really got it off the ground yet because we've been so busy with our own books but it's something that we're going to take forward in the future but it's all set up and wearing to go Uh, so that's the local cooperative that i'm part of but I'm also part of a larger national cooperative called Authors Reach, uh, through which we, I publish all my books. Uh, we're bigger than a lot of small publishers, um, there's several of us in it, including Veronica and uh, Corinna, Richard Hardy, Gina Dickerson, Katriona King, uh, Sarah England.
0: Sarah England, of course I'm, I'm interviewing in, the, in yeah, a few weeks as well, yes.
1: That's right, and um, you know, some of us are in it just for mutual support, mm. author support. But others of it, others in authors' reach, use it in order to publish our books. We we have the same sort of deals that a publisher would strike with, you know, Clays, who are the mm. printer of books, uh, Gardeners, who are the distributor of books. Uh, we're getting into bookshops uh, with a, or you can order us from bookshops with only a day's wait, etc. Mm. So, um, you know, it's it's looking good, and again, it's it, it will expand as we go forward.
0: Excellent, and and it's not just for authors. Oh, you've got a Facebook group as well that you've you've set yes, up. Yes, I've only just
1: sort of set that up. You can find it. It's uh, Shaney Struthers and the Paranormal World. And... Not
0: Shani Struthers. Shaney Struthers. World. Shany... I
1: should put a Y in there. Shani, <laughs> shouldn't I? Shaney Struthers and the Paranormal World. So look for it on Facebook and join us if if you like, um, and hopefully you will too, Rick. Yes, of course. Yeah, I'd like to sort of showcase other. Uh, horror stroke paranormal yeah. uh, authors in, within the group um, because there's a lot of avid readers of that genre. Um, you know, as an avid reader myself, always looking for the next good book.
0: Um, and tell us about your next book. What, what's, what's your next project you've got coming up?
1: Uh, next project, it, project is um, Rosamund, which is uh, an addition to the Psychic Survey's companion novels and uh, it, that's as i said i mentioned before that's ruby davis's great grandmother and it goes back to the mid 1800s uh, uh, which is an era i've never written in before about before and, uh, yeah, I'm loving it, actually. You know, the dark, smoky, Victorian, gothic stuff. Brilliant, and all the spiritualism. It's a Victorian
0: setting, is it? It will be, yes. I'd love to write something, kind of. I'm, I'm loving it. Yeah.
1: I'm going to... Uh, there's a friend of mine, um, a lovely lady who specialises in that e- era, called uh, uh, Rumour Haven, another author... And uh, so I'm going to get her to beta read it if she will, hint hint rumour, because she is just fantastic, her books are set in that era, some of them, and she just gets it spot on so, you know but yeah, it's the first time I've ever done um, my my books are modern set, modern Mm. day you know, books, so it's the first time so it's, I'm loving it though I don't think it'll be the last and then after that it's Psychic Surveys uh, book six, which is Legion um, which is going to be very dark. I don't know who will survive that book. And then we go on to series two.
0: You're hinting there might be some big I, changes.
1: I don't know yet. I don't know. See, I never know until I've written it because I never. Ha- I only have the basic idea of a story. Do you not, not plan? You're a, you a pantser plan. I'm a, pantser. a planner. Yeah, I don't plan. I've tried planning. I tried with the 11th floor. I, I literally, there's about 10,000 words planned. How do you, I mean... If
0: I didn't plan, I would get writer's block. How do you?
1: How do I do it? I do Not
0: know, know where you're going next. How do you? It
1: just it just happens that way for me. I just, I do you know, sometimes I will sit down to the next chapter. And I think, what the hell? Where is it going to go? And then I think, just don't think about it. Just write. Just mm-hmm. do it. Just let it come and. Do you know I'm so it's what's wonderful is I get surprised too, yeah. as well as the reader.
0: Because the book I read the first circuit surveys one thing i say about it is it's very well structured. It's got a definite story arc to it. I'm quite it's
1: good like, at structure, I've been told, by my um, various editors, yeah. which I'm I'm really pleased about. It, but it's, honestly it's
0: look it really like something that you planned.
1: No, no, I never planned a word. Oh, wow. Um, but honestly, I planned the eleventh floor and it ten thousand words w- went into that plan. And it for after about chapter three, I completely veered off. It, it turns was that.
0: That's too much planning. Yeah, it was too much. <laughs> yeah, planning, obviously it probably went plan,
1: overboard yeah. there. But no, I I couldn't do it. But mm. I as I go along, I have oh yeah, I can do that. Oh, there's a thread I can pull out. Oh mm. yeah, so I make little notes.
0: Does does a lot come in perhaps the rewriting, in the editing process yeah, as well, yeah. kind of?
1: And I have been told again, perhaps if I planned, I wouldn't there wouldn't be so much to come in the rewrite, but.
0: There's nothing wrong with having. Yeah, but actually, rocks, is it? Yeah.
1: do you know? I don't mind. I don't mind it that stage mm. because I've got. You have to get to know your story, don't you? Yeah. And it, you know, it, it it takes a little while, and with the rewrite, I can really get into it in depth and really learn about the story and what I'm trying to say and the characters. Yeah, it's good fun.
0: Awesome. So, where can people find you then?
1: Um, down the pub. <laughs> 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 no, they can <laughs> <laughs> or in a local wine bar no um, I'm on uh, Facebook um, Shani Struthers author is my author page funnily enough dot com um, uh, my website is uh, okay. Um and if you subscribe to my website you get a free copy of Eve which is a prequel to Psychic mm-hmm. Survey so if you go to the website you'll see that offer um, I'm on Twitter but I never go on Twitter because I can't bear it and I'm on Instagram but I barely go on that either so Facebook really and okay. my website
0: lovely so either the pub uh, the pub. Web- website or the Facebook yeah
1: yeah, yeah. Accent. that's me <laughs> right
0: thank you very much Shaney.
1: Shani you're never going to get it no one no. does don't mind. I'm just so used to that I'm
0: so, oh, interviewing Shani interviewing Shani now I've got
1: <laughs> oh it's been lovely talking to you Rick thank, thank you thank you very much
0: I hope you enjoyed the interview as much as I enjoyed recording it. Shaney was absolutely lovely to speak to, and she made a good cup of coffee. What else can you look for in a person? Um, Coming up in a few weeks' time, the first Friday of November, will be part one of my interview with Stephen Jenkins, author of Burn the Dead. Um, A zombie novel, and also some ghost novels and vampire dystopian novels. Um, I went down to South Wales the other day for that, and that was a really interesting interview for you to listen to. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, this is coming out on the 19th of October, which means it is exactly one week until the release of After the Devil is Won. My post-apocalyptic novel will be out on Friday 26th, so please do go have a read of that. I will speak to you on the 1st, Friday of November. Goodbye.